Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to talk about the Ready Yeti membership. We've grown to have thousands of products from some amazing up-and-coming brands. Anything from skis and snowboards, jackets, hiking boots, even supplements and snack bars. It's an incredible way to save a ton on gear with discounts of up to 50% off. Join the Ready Yeti membership and do your part to help support some of these incredible small businesses that aren't just making incredible gear, but are also putting a lot of effort into social action and doing their part to create an environmentally conscious business. Join today at www.readyyeti.com members and start supporting these amazing startups and saving a ton on gear. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with the founder of Never Quit Socks, Leo Chen. Leo, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Thank you, Josh. Awesome. Okay, so for the listener that may not be familiar with Never Quit Socks, how would you best describe um, your, your brand to them? We want to be uh, the kind of company that provides um, the socks they can put on you know, in the morning and not to worry about, um, you know, the comfort of your feet until the end of the day. So really we're trying to sell the most comfortable socks possible that would last over, uh, you know, the, the whole day and then maybe a few days more. Uh, and and that, that's our goal. And, and I think we have achieved that with our uh, first few products for, our comb cotton socks and our merino socks. So you, you started this in, in 2016. Um, how did, what made, did you know you were gonna start making socks for a living <laughs> growing up? Yeah, uh, I think it's never anyone's dream, you know, uh, to, to own a sock business in, uh, when I grew up. What really happened was when, when, I was a mer- when I was in the military, uh, from 20, 2015 to 2016, um, the, the shoe, the stair issue, uh, shoes really, uh, hurt my feet and there's not comfortable at all. Um, we were not allowed to change what we were on the outside, but luckily we could, um, we could, you know, change our socks as, as long as they meet some certain standards. So I actually went out and bought maybe more than 30 or 40 different pairs of socks just to try to, you know, just try to find the most comfortable socks ever for, for the uncomfortable shoes that I have. And, and I couldn't find any, um, because of that, I was like, okay, you know what, since I can't find anything in the market that I want, might as well build something of my own. Right, right. So this this is you get out of the military service, and then you, let's talk about your I guess your your background. Did you have any um, expertise in manufacturing or sort of prototyping and um, you know figuring this out, or were you just sort of like, all right, I know that um, the socks on the market currently suck, <laughs> and I need to figure out why and how to make the sock that really does um, you know exactly what you need it to throughout the day. Right, so I have absolutely nothing, uh, zero knowledge about about socks, and uh, in fact, I 
thought I knew because my my parents actually uh, they were in the apparel business before, so I thought the manufacturing process was exactly the same. You know, you have, you buy fabric and you have sewing machines and stuff. Uh, but then I realized it's it's a whole different game, a different kind of supplier and supply chain. Uh, so so it was it, it was a big challenge. So how did you go? What was the step one for you? You were like, okay, I know this is a problem. I want to make a sock that is better than anything else on the market. Like, where did you begin? I kind of started uh, since I bought so many socks at home. Uh, it was kind of uh, crazy. Uh, I just kind of look at, at at different, you know, uh, featured of, features of each socks that I bought and uh, trying to combine them into, you know, uh, into this one perfect sock and and also i approached a, uh, a designer that i used to work with so we kind of started brainstorming some ideas and uh so i told him hey you want to try this out try to put this design and in, into to, into the socks they were trying to create and and that's kind of how we started and that lasted for for a while because we didn't really know what we we're doing um after that we kind of had a prototype uh design and then the second step was to find a a manufacturer which was a huge challenge because at first i was trying to find a, a factory in in canada or, or the united states uh but then because our uh, we, we are new business and uh we, we just started, so none of the factories would take us in. They're like, oh, you guys are too small, we don't want to talk to you. Like, what kind of guarantees you have? We don't even know if you can pay us, that kind of thing, right? So, um, so after that, I, I was feeling kind of disappointed and, uh, and it's like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe uh, I, should, I should just stop. But then uh, one day when I was talking to my parents, they're like, "Oh, actually, uh, I know this guy. He's our uh, he's our neighbor. He actually works at a sock company. Maybe he can pull some strings and like kind of help you out." So I met with a guy. He uh, he's a, he's actually a sock technician. I showed him my talking about our, our designs, and he's like, "Oh, this sounds interesting." And he talked to he spoke to his sales and and went a meeting, and and I think things kind of started there. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, how long did this process take? Oh, it took months. I think it took. <laughs> it's always way yeah. longer than you think. <laughs> it's funny. Every time I talk to someone about the manufacturing process when starting a business, they're just like, "Yeah, it was way longer." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a lot more work and a lot more of a headache than I ever thought it would be. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Okay, so you you figure out the prototype uh, prototyping process. You start aligning um, manufacturers. What was the next step of the business? How did you uh, really get the word out there? Um, first, we were trying to trying to get a prototype to so we can take some photos and uh, you know do some uh, do some testing. Uh, Try to give it to people. Try to wear it ourselves, and try to um, put it. Uh, just kind of speaking to to family and friends, uh, at, you know, things like that. But then just to get a prototype was another nightmare as well. 
Um, sure it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when you first submit a design, uh, the, the, the manufacturer was like, oh, we've never done socks like this before. In fact, I don't think any other company has done socks like this before. Um, so, so it was a huge challenge for, for, the, for, for, the, for the manufacturer, right? And uh, it, took, uh, it took a while for them to get it to what we have envisioned. Uh, and, and, and so until we got our first prototype, we were just kind of like, I'm not doing anything, just kind of hanging around, um, waiting for the correct prototype to, to arrive to really test out if our concept is, uh, if our concept now can, um, can actually work. So let's talk about the actual socks. Like what about them are, um, unique to just, you know, your regular everyday, um, brand. Uh, I think the most unique property of, of our socks is the padding. So we design it in a way that it's like you have many tiny pillows under your foot. Um, and also there are enough gaps in between. So the socks are breathable at, a ten, at the same time. Uh, the, the problem that I had when I was, uh, when I bought thick socks, uh, you know, those thick cushion socks is that they are never very ventilating so right right becomes very humid and wet and not comfortable by the end of the day so one of the design that we we're trying to achieve is that how do we create a thick socks with enough padding but also breathable and so you you, you did that through this this cushion sort of plat um platform on the bottom of the of the sock yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is if you put your hand through the sock, you can actually kind of see your hand because it's uh, there, there, there are gaps in between each pillow, uh, each hexa, you know, those uh, hexagon, you know, shapes, those packs, or however, however you call it. Um, and it doesn't mean that the socks are less durable because of that, but because it is strengthened by uh this material called nylon which is also uh used in pericle cords right 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 it, it's kind of hard for for you to uh, in uh, to picture that in your head but sure i think once you have a pair in your head you'll you'll be able to uh, understand what i'm saying oh no definitely all right one of our, our, our matt actually has got them i think last week and he's like they're great they're incredible they're <laughs> i don't oh. know if i'll have other socks <laughs> awesome thank you again um and uh so yeah he really likes them and looking at them it makes a lot of sense like my issue with socks was like you said is like either foot sweat or just they don't last very long um and i guess these are all the issues that you kind of really tried to address with the socks um so once you launched the the business, I know you guys ran a Kickstarter to kind of help with the initial round of funding. Um, do you do specifically direct to consumer, or do you also do some retail um, partnerships? At first, we only trying to do a direct to consumer, but then a few a few kind of distributors approached us and some other channels. So we we did try it out. Uh, to work with other, um, uh, like uh, like a local retailer, 
So right now we're actually selling at a local university bookstore and we do um, partner with other online distributors just to, you know, just to experiment things to see how things go. Uh, because it is my for it, it is my first online uh, sorry online retail startup and uh, they are a lot of things to learn and in fact I'm still learning as of today. That's part about being an entrepreneur. It's you're always always learning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so you you get things rolling. What what is what has the growth been like since the Kickstarter campaign has? Um... Have you seen a, a decent amount of exposure and growth over time, or has it been kind of a more controlled uh, growth? Uh, definitely more controlled, especially after Kickstarter. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in, in marketing. So after Kickstarter, um, it was a slow growth. A lot of growth is depending on our distribution partners, uh, not really D2C. Uh, direct to consumer, but that has changed this year when I started working with uh, m like my my new partners, um, and they are like marketing is their forte. Definitely not my 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 is more on the uh, products and uh, supply chain operations etc. Uh, so so that has really picked up. We have done a lot more sales through our own website this year uh, compared to last year. That's awesome. And it, and it goes to show that you can bring on partners like that to kind of help with the different pieces of the business so you can focus on the things that you enjoy more. What did you do before you started um, the business? Oh, I was working as, as a logistics manager at a e-commerce company. So my exposure was really on the operation side and supply chain side of things. Ah, and I assume you enjoy that part of the business a lot more as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which a lot of people don't like. <laughs> sure, yeah, no, I, I'm one of those. <laughs> Operations, I don't want to handle that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about um, did you, did, like mentorship. Did you ever did you ever have anyone um, that you could lean on in the process of either the manufacturing? prototyping piece of it or the actual day-to-day -day running of the business? Um, for for manufacturing, I actually kind of rely on our manufacturer a lot. Um, the, our sales rep is kind of my sock uh, manufacturing uh, mentor, sort of. I rely on, um, on them, um, for example, a lot of information even about the industry. Uh, but that's uh, that's it for for socks. But for for example, how to run a business, uh, and Sarah, I learned a lot from my from my parents. Uh, they were entrepreneurs as well, and but they are retired, um, which they 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 were able to give me a lot of valuable um, advices um, when when I have uh, when I have any challenges. Definitely, definitely. Now, what would you say have been some of the hardest parts about um, starting and getting Never Quit Socks off the ground? Um, I think it was capital. I was pretty poor when I when I started a company, um, and 
think yeah, it's really to uh, to kind of manage your cash flow and making sure that um, everything is running efficiently, uh, which is great because that's kind of my um, that's my that's my background. And uh, the other challenge, I think, I think that the other like, biggest challenge I had was really finding the right partners to to onboard. Uh, they just really have to align with your vision and and where the company is going. So, so that is um, that is definitely one of the biggest challenge to to find the right to 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 onboard the right people. I'm sure that took some time. Like people, it's like it's a hard thing to gauge. Um, you know, especially when you first meet and start working with someone, it's like definitely hard to really figure out if they're a good fit or not. Um, right. What would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up to this point with Never Quit Socks? I, I think it would be onboarding the, uh, the partners that were not. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not saying that was was... Okay, it, it's funny because I, I don't really see it as a mistake. It was more of a learning experience. I, I did learn a lot from them. Uh, they are great in their own domains, uh, but they were just not. They they just did not have the same uh, vision as as what I had for the company. Sure, and then that causes a lot of extra work on your plate to then try and figure out how to go forward and find the right partners. So it just kind of slows you down a bit. But like you said, it's. It's a good learning opportunity, <laughs> assuming you don't make yeah, the mistake again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you spend more time debating on things that you don't need to than actually doing the, getting work that way. Yeah, of course. Now, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in um, you know, the manufacturing world or just really a business in general? I would say going as a team. Uh, you can definitely find, find a team before you start, and uh, that way you can kind of grow together. Uh, I I totally did the opposite. That's why I feel it is a lot of uh, hard work, especially when you wear multiple hats at the same time. Uh, you see a lot of you know tech entrepreneurs that were able to pull it off, um, but maybe it's because they are working on a uh, yeah. So 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 yeah. I, I, I would strongly suggest you to maybe you know find a partner and, and, and grow together into in, into a brand or, you know, in, into the into a company than uh, find someone else to onboard uh, because I think it's harder to align them uh, in the same vision as you comparing to someone who you started in the first place. No, I think that's great. That's great advice. Um, where, where do you see Never uh, Quit Socks in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Uh, we are planning to release more products, and we try to definitely try to uh, um, be more of a dominant player in 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 this industry. And hopefully, we can have our our products on more uh, on retail stores, so you can buy it directly. Um, you know, if you need like you know if you need a sock today or something, then waiting for then waiting for the shipping, and uh, we we. Another thing that we've been trying to do is try to get more um, back to the community. So when the business was first started in 2016, uh, that year we actually, uh, on Christmas Eve, we actually went around uh, downtown Eastside Vancouver 
and uh, in, that, that's kind of the um, uh, the area that the neighborhood that is not as nice and just to give out uh, free socks to to the homeless people. And uh, the second year we 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 did the same thing and we really wish to continue uh, giving back to this uh, to to our community and hopefully in a larger scale. That's really awesome. And what's the best part about running uh, Never Quit Socks? The best part about running Never Quit Socks is when, uh, you know, when you're kind of working away um, in, in, your, in your day and then you get, you get an awesome review from your customers and that's just kind of like, thank you so much. <laughs> that's made my day. Yeah, it's and like it's, the positive reinforcement of it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it makes me really happy that uh, I can see my product is actually changing someone's life, or it, it's it's helping somebody in, in a way uh, that other products don't. And for example, I've got this customer uh, who. So I'm not I'm not sure if uh, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. Maybe. Yeah, it was it was a personal message from 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 a customer. Um, yeah, and and it was about some of the hardship that that person went through. So maybe I should <laughs> disclose it. But it it was really great seeing how just a pair of socks can really help someone out. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how little changes can go a long way for people. And like you said, it's it's you never thought you'd start a sock company, but here you are. And it's actually something that can have a pretty big impact on people's lives. Right. It's just right. offering some value and um, product that can improve a little piece of someone's life can go go such a long way. Right. Oh, actually, there's a story I can tell. I just remembered. Uh, so I, uh, so this customer of mine, uh, she wore, wore the merino socks to pick up her kids at school, uh, and she, it was in the winter. She fell and hit her head, which is which was very unfortunate. So she had a concussion. When she woke up, she was in the hospital, and she still had the socks on, and that kept her feet warm. And uh, the nurse was complimenting her about her socks. So I was like, oh, that's great. Thank that's you very great. much. That's amazing. I hope you feel better already. <laughs> that's amazing. That's funny. You never, you, you know, when you start a business, you have no idea how or what kind of stories or feedback you're going to get from customers. Uh, but over time, I'm sure you'll have many, many more. Um, it's crazy. Anyway, uh, Leo, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and the story um of never quit socks and for anyone who's listening to this episode before november 19th you can actually enter to win um some socks from never quit socks along with a ton of other products from other up-and-coming brands um in the outdoor space just head over to red yeti for your chance to win and leo again thanks so much for coming on the podcast thank you josh If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.